Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Excuse the Annoyance, Bad Talks Exclusive Sports Podcast. We are back after, I would say, a pretty long hiatus. What's going on, boys? I'm here with Brandon and Isaac. How y'all doing? Doing good. What's up? Chilling. You know uh, the first thing we got to dive into, boys. Don't worry. I'm not going to be annoying. NBA free agency. I'm not going to be annoying about it. I promise you I'm not going to be an asshole, but my God. Watching the parade videos. We, we, we just let everybody know, just in case they don't know, that the Golden State Warriors won the 2022 NBA championship. Um, I would say, if I said I was expecting that, I'd be fucking lying. I feel like we said this on the podcast multiple times this year. There's no way we thought, or at least I didn't think the Warriors were going to win a title. Kind of things fell in place, in my opinion. Uh, I figured I'd just kind of lead off there. I think we got kind of lucky in the West, the way everything fell down. But we'll take it. Title's a title. How'd y'all feel about it, boys? Well, so I was going to say, was this was this the beginning of the year where Curry dropped like 70 or 60 or something at the beginning of the season? What was what? Whenever we were talking about them not like, making the finals? No, like it was a, it was like first three weeks of the regular season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, early on, the Warriors were killing it. Remember, they started out like 41 and 10, and he was just going crazy. Yeah, I think he had a – I, I feel like it could have been last year. But I remember like watching that and being like, that's crazy. Curry's really insane. They're not going to win a title or anything, but he's insane. Now, now I don't think I really care. Curry's like uh, – he's top seven, like, territory, like, all time. Like, and I know there's going to be people who are like, that's so stupid, but legitimately it's just wait a little while. Yeah, wait a little while and, like, look at it. The dude's insane. This, um, this finals felt weird to me, but it felt like I, I felt this feeling before. Of like, uh, like it was a boring playoff. If we're being yeah. honest about it, um, there was no close games really in the finals. Even in the Western and Eastern Conference finals, it was just blowouts. The Grizzlies Warriors series was the weirdest series I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the second weirdest one I've ever seen. Yeah, the the Suns Mavs was one of the weirdest. There wasn't a single minute of clutch time in that game. Um. I mean, it was a fun series for Mavs fans, obviously. But so I tried to think back of a, a playoff run that felt like this. And the only one I can bring up is the 2007 year where the Spurs kind of were a third seed kind of sleeper and they won it all. And they um, – I think that's the one where they swept the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's what it felt like to me. It, it felt like right? the Warriors weren't even that great of a team, but they just cruised through the playoffs and they just – they could have won in five uh, – against Boston as well. So, I, I don't know. It was a weird – this was a weird year. I know there's been some injuries with the Nuggets and the Clippers, but even besides that, it just – I don't know. For, I, I, for, how how talent, how, for how much talent is in the NBA right now, that felt like two not great teams playing each other. I knew, like, obviously, I think the Warriors were the best team in the NBA this year. Like, they they just were, especially the last three months, two months or whatever once pool started clicking and they just couldn't be stopped. But like the Celtics, it felt like they were bad. Like a lot of those games, I just was like, so it was weird. It didn't feel like a final series for sure. I mean, in my opinion, uh, Boston, like they're the number one defense from January on to the end of the year. They're, I mean, their defense was like historically good. Those last few months, they were blowing people out. I think they said 27 of like their last 38 games or whatever it was, were all, tw- at one point they were up 20 or more in the games. I got some historically, like, level shit right there. But once it came down to it, once the Warriors' defense really just cracked down on it, and it was basically – like they, they got to this point where they were letting Jason Tatum just get to the get to the bucket because they just – he was Bro. missing layups, dude. Like, he looked like he was, like, shook. Like, yeah, he has no he has no finishability. What did he end up shooting inside the paint? I think he made eight shots in the entire six games inside the paint. <laughs> like, like, Jason Tatum, once, once the Warriors realized that, it was – Oh, we're going to – like, game five or four – on game four on is when it was. It won, the, it won those last three games. It was – no, like, y'all can't do anything against us. Like, if your best scorer cannot even score, getting to the hole – and he's not even getting fouled either. He's getting, not even in the free throw line. He's not getting fouled. Like, what, what are we going to – we're worried about Marcus Smart making threes, Derek White, Al Horford. Like, cool, live with that. Like, y'all, y'all have fun with that. I, I would say uh, game one, fourth quarter, they're, they're like a historic shooting night from Al Horford and Derek White of that being a 4-1 series. I really thought the Warriors were just clearly just – the way they played basketball was just better. You watch them on offense. Like, if they were struggling at three-point line, they shot nine for 41 one game from three-point line, which is fucking terrible. And they won because they still found ways to get buckets. 
Like, it was still finding ways yeah. to get easy buckets. It was still finding a way to get to the hole, get to the free throw line. Um, but I just – I think the whole playoffs overall, though, is what's so weird to me. Like I was saying, like, there was so many blowouts. I thought we finally went into this playoffs, like, damn, it's wide open. Like, really, any team could win. And I wouldn't even say it was, like, straight injuries or anything like that. It's just, like, there was so much three-point variance that, like, every other game was a 20-point blowout. If not more than that, maybe every game, literally. Like, it's just, like, every other game a team was winning. Like, that Suns-Mavs series really just, like, was the be-all, end-all of all of it. Like, was there one game that ended in less than 10 points? I think, point, like, differential, you know what I mean? Like, every game yeah, well, that's what, that's what I was about to look up. I didn't – every game in the finals, it wasn't a single-digit game. Like, that no, sucks. Once. Yeah, it was only one 10-point game. That sucks. But, I mean, I, I – there were some good moments. There, there was good moments yeah. in the playoffs. Um, I think the number one moment was probably that Joel Embiid three against the Raptors. Only yeah. the reason why that wasn't that exciting is because we wanted the Raptors to win to tie that series up. Yeah. And him making that made it, I think, a 3-1 or 3-0 series. Uh, I believe it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It pretty much it pretty much sealed the deal. And it pretty much first sealed, game yeah, in so Toronto, yeah. Sealed the, sealed the deal pretty much, so. I, I, I mean, there there were moments in the next Celtics series that were yeah. fun. Like, that first game was fun. That was a That's good true. game. Tatum does um, That's what I was going to say. That was probably think, one of the best series, and it was a sweep. Yeah. I think what what's kind of like – and I'm this is probably me being a homer too, but that uh, end of the first half, game seven against the Suns, where Luka dropped Cam Johnson and then hit that three to send him up by, like, 30, that was kind of like a moment where it was like, oh, shit, Luka, Luka's that guy. But that kind of sucks. Like, that speaks to how bad of a playoffs it was. That that was a blowout. That wasn't even a good game, and that's like one of the main memories I have from this entire playoff. Yeah, like I thought. I, said, the, I thought. Um, I thought Luca missing the first uh, three games of that Jazz series made that a series, and it made it more exciting. Um, yeah, there was some actual real good moments in that series specifically, just because the suspense of like, is Luca going to come back? Um, I thought Brunson put on a show. Brunson got paid. A lot more money because of this playoff run than he had. And Especially he, that Jazz series. Yeah. So, I mean, it showed Dude. that, like, yeah, I can still hoop without Luka. So, that was – I thought hey, that was really cool to see for Brunson. This is ridiculous to me that – and I think this goes back to, like, that biggest thing about that final series was I was watching it, and I swear to God, I was like, what the fuck, Jason Tatum? Why can't you just make a layup? He can't make yeah, a layup. He, he yeah, can't do he it. He shot, 46%, he shot 46% from three in that series, and he was bad. He was horrible. No, that's he what I'm saying. He, he, what, he was under 30%, I think, inside inside the three-point line. Like, it was like 30, barely 30% Bro, or something. It was, it was fucking 37, terrible. 37% from the field and 46% from three. Uh, of course, like, there's the after a series that? like that, there's always the, like, oh, was he maybe had an injury or maybe, you know, fatigued after going back-to-back series of seven games. It's like, okay, yeah, that's all fair, but, like, everybody's tired late. Every, you know, to me, you know, the injuries are there. Everybody, all the players are tired, all of them worn out. And fuck, Clay Thompson led the entire playoffs in minutes. He yeah. led every player in the playoffs in minutes. That motherfucker was coming off two huge injuries and just got he, – he was bad for three rounds. He was, he was really bad early on in the finals. The last three games, he started looking like Clay Thompson again on defense. It was unbelievable. Like, like it just like – he, like, woke up all of a sudden. Like, he was clamping Jalen Brown. Something fierce. Um, but with Tatum, it's like, dude, he was even – they were letting him almost get to the spots he wanted, and he was just missing yeah. everything. Like, the Warriors just were like, all right, bro, you, you go ahead. Like, let's, let's see what's up. Can, can you beat us? Like, that's a player I feel like he is. He he shoots the same shots every night, and just sometimes he makes them and sometimes he doesn't. Like, some guys just don't have it. Like, you watch Harden. There are nights where he's like, he can't get open. Like, it just doesn't matter. But, like, Tatum gets the same shots every single game against any defender. It's just, is he hitting all of them or is he not? To me, I think that the three biggest things that will be, like, remembered about this playoffs this year was, number one, obviously, Steph, Steph had, like, his, like, real moment of, like, damn, like, he went the fuck off finals. Like, I think he's now, like, the second all-time leader points per game in the finals behind Michael Jordan, like, points per game, not points, total points. But, uh. It's like he had his moment where, like, damn, all right, there you go, Steph. Like, you got your finals MVP and you got your ring. But the, the second biggest thing is I'm not even just saying this because I'm on here with two mass homers. Like, Luca is here, and he was, like, he's here to stay. Like, he, conference finals, that's one of those moments where, like, now you're only getting better. You're only going up from there. The team's only going to get better. So, uh, that – and then the other thing is we're going to bring a little bit of an injury to me. 
Chris Middleton getting hurt. I think if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, they beat the they beat yeah. the Celtics, and I think yeah. they beat the shit out of the Warriors. But I think Giannis yeah. gets twenty five rebounds a game against the Warriors. I'm not gonna lie. Like I just I don't I, I think they win that series probably in six tops. Um, probably clinch it in Milwaukee in six because the Warriors would have home court advantage, I believe. But it's just that that was a key injury. That was probably the biggest injury to me of the playoffs. But shit, Steph had his moments, so you know. I, I <laughs> and they still almost got. They still almost got out of their series without Chris Middleton. Oh, they did. That's insane. They they could have. Giannis is literally he is the best player in the NBA. I don't know. Even 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 if uh, the Bucks like stayed healthy and they didn't go to the finals, I, I thought them playing against the Celtics would have been a lot better of a Eastern Conference Finals. I, I just thought the Heat just I don't know were outmatched. I, even Jimmy was hooping like no other, and it still just didn't matter. Like yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I, it's something about that team. They're weird. They're a weird team. I think the one thing that people need to bring up about this Warriors team was the depth of that team. That that depth of that yeah. team destroyed teams that weren't deep. That, it destroyed the was, Mavericks because the Mavericks had an eight man rotation essentially, and it it just it it hurt because it, I mean how many times this season have I said, "Damn, we need Tim Hardaway." We didn't. I didn't say that yeah. one single time until they hit us in the playoffs where we actually needed them because we were running Reggie Bullock. And Dodo to the ground, just playing 40 minutes a game. And me and Isaac talked about it one night. We're like, dude, it, it's, it must be so nice to have a Warriors roster like that where you can just pick whoever you want off the bench. Just it doesn't matter. Whoever's playing good, you just keep them in. If not, because I thought the games that Clay Thompson played absolutely horrible, I thought Jordan Poole stepped up really big. Mm-hmm. He did. And so did and the small, small players, by the way, like B. Leipzig. Bro. Yeah, be elite. Yeah. Why, why was he good? He didn't at play the whole series. The last two games whole, of that series, he didn't play the whole playoffs until I think they started playing him against. He was game legitimately good at defense. Yeah, he, he was, was like one on one guarding Tatum, one on one guarding for Jalen Brown. I was like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> like, yeah, so it, I, I, I think what was it, so annoying. I, it is annoying. What I was the two guys like, that I was going to say all series were were GP two and Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. was was like every time he was on the floor, they were winning. They Gotta be honest, they were up. bigger than Poole. They were in the final, yeah. in the actual finals, Poole's minutes went so, down every game. He, the last game he had 14 minutes. Like His minutes went down every game. He this was, this doesn't even sound real, but Wiggins, Clay, and Draymond all had negative net ratings in the series. And uh, Otto Porter Jr. was plus 39, and Gary Payton was plus 40 net rating. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Playing like for, almost twenty games. For, for me, for me, watching the Warriors, I thought three players popped off the screen. I mean, obviously Steph Curry did, so that's one. The second one was Andrew Wiggins. The third yeah, was Kavon Looney. Looney yeah, just pops God. off the screen, bro. He just does so much for that team, and it just it it it's so weird how easily he can just switch onto a guard and just be like, yeah, I can kind of guard you pretty well. Like if you're if you're gonna make a shot, it's gonna be a tough one. Hey, and then man, his offensive what? rebounding was phenomenal throughout the series. Same with Wiggins. I thought Wiggins' rebounding was incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Wiggins got like 16 huge. that one game. Yeah. And I, that was – what did I say about Looney before the Mavs series? I was like, bro, he's a problem. He's not fun to play against. He sucks to play against. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, why I, the Warriors have kept them I remember watching the – what, whatever game it was that the, the Warriors came back on the Mavs, that game I was actually in Dallas with a couple of buddies watching it. it game three. Three or two. I think it was game. Yeah, it was two. in Dallas. I know that because it or no, it was in it was oh. in Golden State. No, it was in Golden it State. Was it was two. in Golden. Yeah, it was in Golden State. Um, but needless to say, that game, like I remember that night, there were people at the bar we were at that were like, because I was like the only Warriors fan, and they were like, "Is Kevin Looney this good?" Like freaking out. I was like, "Dude, he's just a rebounding machine. Like he, he's just uh, he's uh, number one. He's unbelievable at defending three pointers. Like just watch the way he textbook defends three pointers. He does not foul and he gets on people. If he gets switched out, people think it's like all right mismatch." It's really not. Like, he, he can hold his own, and then he can fucking rebound. And that was the – before game one, I remember watching on the ESPN pregame, they had Magic Johnson on there, and he, he was like, this is a battle of a defensive team and an offensive team. Talking about the Warriors and the Celtics, you know, they both have the top two defenses in the league this year. But then he was like, and the Warriors cannot rebound. And Jalen Rose and Stephen A. Smith, which, by the way, you would think, like, those are not the be-all, end-all, just like right off the bat, like they're watching every game. They just bust out laughing. Are we talking about the Warriors have the number one rebounding team in the playoffs? Like, that, that's what yeah. they've been doing. And, dude, that was all fucking Kevin Looney and Andrew Wiggins. And, like, even, like, Otto Porter, when he was out there, like, the wings, our wings were, were rebounding so well. Like, it wasn't even like Dray- – Draymond didn't even have – the last game was his first game. I think he had over 10 rebounds. Or maybe it was, like it – was, it was in single-digit games where he had over 10 rebounds. Like, it wasn't even him helping out really that well. In the re- we, Looney and them were killing the glass. 
that's really that was one of the biggest things that we got them the title, honestly, in my opinion. I hated playing. I hated playing against Looney. Like that sucks so bad. Every single game, he grinds you down. It sucks. The Warriors are the reason why the Mavericks just made that trade, by the way. And we can kind of, oh, we can kind of get yeah, into that. Yeah, perfect transition. Perfect transition. We'll, we'll, we'll cap off that. We'll cap off the uh, this last season. But let's dive right into the new offseason. Christian Wood first move. Dallas Mavericks. How y'all feeling? Good. So Christian Wood got traded um, to the Mavericks for four guys that never played minutes in the playoffs. So we we essentially traded Christian Wood for the 26 overall pick. And I mean, no, being the Mavericks fan, I mean, how many times has a uh, a draft pick even worked out for us? Except for the four year anniversary today of the Brunson Luca draft picks. But um, I was ecstatic. I just knowing that Dwight Powell's not starting for us anymore is a goddamn joy. So 100. percent Um. I thought the main reason why I was excited about this is um, one one thing is if it doesn't work out, it's okay. He's on his last year of his contract. Second thing, um, Christian Wood being on the floor helps helps you not choose whether you want a pick and roll guy or a pick and pop guy like Kleba or Dwight Powell. He can do both. Um, defense is one thing that they keep bringing up about Christian Wood. Um, I mean, he played for the Rockets. So, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be trying that hard on defense essentially whenever you're on a tanking team. But Christian Wood was on my top three guys. I kind of was hoping the Mavericks could somehow manage. And uh, Nico Harrison does it again, so. Yeah, I, I don't know how they did it. Like, I, I don't know if Christian Wood's just – maybe – I I honestly think Christian Wood's going to show up and just be like, I hate basketball. Like, that's the only way this makes sense to me. Because I don't think, understand Real quick, I, I got to ask both of you. Do you think that after the trade went down, there were other GMs that were like – Damn, I probably should have called Houston and saw like what <laughs> maybe like what, what we could do here because <laughs> like that, that was, just, was unbelievable. I mean, like I literally brought it up to Isaac, I, but I, I said I think the way that NBA trades work out is just kind of weird. So in in a weird way, okay. So we've seen Moneyball, how Brad Pitt's just sitting there making calls just to random people, like, hey, would you trade this guy? Sure. Bam, he just makes the trade real quick. The player might not even have been that available or whatever, but because that's the deal at the moment. That's the best deal that you have right now, and you just take it because you don't know if you'll get another, you know, offer like that. And essentially, I see what the Rockets are doing. The Rockets are freeing up space for down the road. Yeah. Obviously, they still have and that John Wall contract. Pick. Yeah, they saw that John Wall contract on their fucking books, which is, which is insane. But they want to try out that young guy, uh, Sagan, on the Rockets. Um, they're about to have a number three pick overall. So it's kind of just like, hey, let's build for the future. Christian Wood doesn't fit that timeline. Yeah, well, then that makes sense. I mean, you got Sangoon, you got uh, – they're going to probably get Bancaro, it looks like. Sure, go do that. Like, I totally understand that. And Christian Wood was – so many times, they're like, he's not happy here. So no reason to keep him around. I still don't know how they just traded him for, like, nothing. Like, there's not – you're not getting anything out of that pick. So I'm just yeah. – I, I, that blows my mind. Yeah, that, that, that trade, when it went down, at first, you know how Shams tweets it out, and it's just like, Christian Woods of the Mavericks, you don't know anything. Oh, shit, okay. Like, what, what do they give up there? Like, I'm, I'm thinking, Chris, I haven't looked at his contracts. I'm like, I'm thinking maybe maybe I had to trade in some some sort of salary, like Maxi Kleber throwing in there a couple people, or like yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm reading that shit. I was like, no fucking way. There's no way that's all they gave up. Like, what is that? But then I was reading Tim McMahon. He's a Rockets reporter, too. He does maps and Rockets, and so I, he had a pretty non-biased view to it. I can see where the Rockets are coming from. We don't know what they got offered. We don't know what was on the table. Christian Wood has also had, like, some pass. He got suspended this past season just for – I don't even know what it was for, but I think it was him not showing up or something. Um, something along those lines. And it's like, I could see maybe his value was low, but damn, not that low. But – one thing I wanted to touch on, though, is kind of like Andrew Wiggins and even like Devin Booker before the Suns got good. Every, there's so many players that we all decide, including myself. I was one with Devin Booker. I was like, that dude's an empty stats guy. Even though he's young, I was like, he's just like, I cannot see him, him like taking a team and becoming his way better. He doesn't play defense like that. I was fucking wrong. Like, no, like the, the guy got on a good team, but the team started getting better. Get Chris Paul with him. The team's now legit. Devin Booker's fucking cold. Like, Great, like good players that can put up numbers like that. If they get on a, in the right environment with like Jason Kidd, great coach, uh, well from one season, great coach. Uh, defensive defensive environment. He's playing next to Luca. His life's about to be easy as hell. Like I can't see this guy not succeeding a little bit at least, being in the range yeah. of like eighteen to ten or something in that range, being able to spot up, shoot threes too. Like 
I just I couldn't see him being bad like that, you know. I feel like that pick and roll is just going to be ridiculous. Oh, like yeah. If, if Dwight Powell can do it, Christian would be able to do, like, every uh, – it'll be – I feel like it should be crazy. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, one thing about that Rockets locker room is um, you have to remember, Christian Wood thought he was about to play with James Harden up until James Harden did his, you know, little antics or whatever, uh, injury, wanted to get traded or whatever. Harden leaves, he knows that there's no future for the Rockets here in the next couple of years because, I mean, you just lost your best player. Now, Christian Wood, after that happens, yeah, they draft Jalen Green. Christian Wood's still the best player on the team. Christian Wood knows he's the best player on the team. They're not treating him like he's the best player on the team because they're trying to build up Jalen Green for the future, whatever. Um one thing about the Mavs locker room that has been known is they have a strong locker room. They really do. And it's nice for any player to come into a locker room where you already have an alpha. Luca is the alpha and everyone knows that. Even the league knows that. If you even if you're good as fuck, he's the alpha. So Christian Wood just coming into hopefully hopefully just knowing his role. Like he can be the second guy there. I know Brunson's good too, but Christian Wood will is the second best player in the Mavericks now. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent agree to that. Um I guess that kind of leads into our next thing uh, I was going to touch was Kyrie Irving and kind of also because, you know, Dallas is on one of those teams that is being said that could be on the list, maybe not on the list, but also kind of leads into what I wanted to ask you guys is uh, what, what do you, what do y'all wanted to see out of the Mavs offseason? And if Kyrie became available to go to the Mavs, would you take him? I mean, uh, does he With all show of the problem, himself? I guess I could have led Is he going to play 75 games? Yeah, then no, no, I don't think I, I don't want to risk that right now. Like, I don't want to waste Luke. – Luca's too young for all that. Even though I think Kyrie's probably the most skilled basketball player of all time, I don't think I want that. I, I'd I would, um, Right now, I'm cool with what we did in the offseason. Resign Jalen Brunson, go sign Otto Porter Jr. or something, and call it a I day. Know. Go get JaVale McGee on a vet man, call it a day. I'm cool with all that. Um, I'm more open to the Kyrie trade. Kyrie is better than Jalen Brunson. have been a big Kyrie Irving guy. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brunson is good. Jalen Brunson plays a lot of games. Kyrie Irving is better than him. Kyrie Irving yeah. has shown to be good in the playoffs. I know he had a rough little playoff stint with this one, but, I mean, essentially he plays kind of like Brunson. Uh, it's just Kyrie's a lot better of a three-point shooter, and I just – I love three-point shooting on the Mavericks roster. So, I mean, how many times have we bitched about Jalen Brunson pump faking on wide-open threes? Hey, I'd rather watch Jalen Brunson pump fake on threes than read about how Kyrie's not trying to show up because he doesn't feel like it. If yeah, that's if I, I that sucks. Like that, I did it with COVID. COVID, COVID was weird. The other stuff is yes, but COVID was weird. Okay, he hasn't like, played seventy games yeah, since twenty sixteen. You just said you just said that y'all have a great locker room. Theo Pinson can't even fix that man, bro. Like that yeah. man is unhappy everywhere exactly. he goes. He was unhappy with LeBron. He was he goes to Boston, acts like he's happy for a second. They go to the conference finals without him. Then he's unhappy. He leaves, goes to Brooklyn, gets KD to go. Now he's unhappy again. Like th- this man is allergic to happiness. I don't, I'm not I don't saying I, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying I'm more open to it. If it happened, I, I wouldn't just be like, I fucking hate Nico yeah, Harrison, fucking dumbass yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, hey, if if the role switch where it's like, hey, swap, if you know, maybe we're getting Bradley Bill and Brunson's out, I'd be like, thank you, I'll yeah. take that. You know what I mean? That's I mean, like that I lesser degree like Zach Levine but, or something like that. Yeah, that, I would love yeah, Zach Levine too. But I just don't feel like being anxious all year. That was the shit we have with Porzingis. Every night you're like, I hope he doesn't just blow his shit out tonight. Like, yeah. it's the same thing with Kyrie. I hope I don't wake up and he's just like, ah, I don't like Luca. I don't feel like playing anymore. And, like, I don't see – I don't think Luca and Kyrie would be good friends. They don't seem like they'd be good friends at all. Uh, and, I, look, and, yes, if if they got him – they're the most talented NBA team in the league. If you subtract Brunson and add Kyrie, I, however you do it, Wood, Kyrie, Luca, all those role players, that is the most talented NBA team in the league. And uh, I would love that part of it, but I don't yeah, want to. You're 100% right. That would be the most talented team in the league. And it would just be, at that point, it would be barring any injuries. It'd be solely on Kyrie. It'd be like, hey, we're like Luca's there. Christian Wood will be there. Like, you know, you're going to show up and play. Or, I mean, you're going to show we up and play. Just, or what? We just saw what happened with the Nets. He played and they got swept. He yeah. played and they got fucking swept. Like, he averaged 18 a game, I think, 
in that series. They replay. Kai replay. Like, I mean, and it's nothing against them, like, playing. I like, they're obviously two of the top five, seven, ten NBA players, but I just don't think I want I know, those issues. But, yeah, that, I, thought the, I thought the Nets roster is actually good. I just It just sucked for the Nets once the Joe Harris injury went down. I know Harris didn't have, like, the best season ever. It's just they were relying so much on Bruce Brown playing good. Well, Harden fucked him. Harden yeah, Harden fucked him. Fucked him. James Harden literally he fucked him. Like yeah, he, he fucked him. <laughs> they traded for Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons immediately had a chronic back disease or a back injury, like right after they traded for him. He was not even out that whole time, by the way, with a back injury. And then he comes in, practices once, and he's like, Oh no, my back hurts. Like they just they were just fucked. Yeah. It was KD and Kyrie and nobody. It, it, was, it was the same shit though, that Harden was like, Hey bro, I don't feel like playing anymore because Kyrie pissed me off. But that is why. No, but he it, it it's been all like it's been leaked and stuff. That like that's why James Harden wanted to leave. He he did not him and Kyrie did not get along and he clearly didn't like the fact that he just did whatever he wanted. Like so Like so that that's Which is ironic thing. as like, fuck, by the way, but I know that's it's insane. <laughs> but you bring if if we bring Kyrie on, all of a sudden it's like okay, you're pretty much opening yourself up to be fucking just destroyed. He hasn't been in the locker room yet that didn't have fucking issues. Every locker room, bro, they, he can't stop it. Okay. He can't stop it. Big facts. So I don't know. Uh, don't get me wrong. The dude's amazing at basketball. But so nothing. I would say take Kyrie. Out. Obviously, that's far fetched going to the Mavs. But uh, y'all say number one priority for you guys if that doesn't happen or something like that is Jalen Brunson resigning him. So Br- yeah, Brunson, no, Brun- Brunson, Brunson would be the second biggest thing of the offseason after the Christian Wood trade. Yeah. Third biggest thing yeah. would be getting a small forward, not a starter, a role guy. Yeah. You know, a leave, a leave Dorian Finney Smith. You know, just you know, leave Otto Porter Jr. alone. Yeah, let let somebody no, play. No, I want him so bad, bro. He's so good. Yeah. I, me and Isaac have talked about it. Who's our dream guy? And the dream guy is a guy that's cheap, that can put up some minutes, that, you know, can do what he needs to do. I said Nick Batum. I'm cool with Nicholas Batum. I, I would love Nick Batum. I want TJ Warren. He's going for the mid-level exception. That's insane. He We watched him go for a stretch of, like, 40-plus 40 point, 40 points back-to-back just that a couple was, of years ago. That was a bubble. I don't know. I'm not, not going to read some of But Tum opted out today, I think, too. So yeah, they said he yeah, might. He should. Plans to resign with the Clippers. I'm just hoping he doesn't. But 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 TJ Warren was a good player before, and he's a good player after. He just he's he's good. Like he's definitely good. Regardless, um, what I was going to say about Kyrie before uh, jumping off that, he, uh, I think actually I'll just ask y'all. I mean, should he go? Where where should he go? Who should take him? I feel like I want to hear what y'all say, and then I'll say who. Kyrie. We're saying he leaves. We're saying he for sure leaves. All right, so yeah, like where does he go? Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, bro. It'd be pretty cool if he went to the Knicks. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, I I, I think I think the Knicks need a point guard, and I think the Knicks are a team that needs to risk something like that. Isn't that? Doesn't that seem honestly? If you got Kyrie like four years ago or five years ago, and you got him in a room, and you just you handed him a beer, and it's like just me and you. This is a conversation that's never gonna leave this room. Where do you want to play? Where do you want to play in your career? He would have said Knicks. I, I just feel like that has been. He's from New York. Like, that's been his eventual goal. He did the Brooklyn thing because KD was coming, and he obviously yeah. made that clear. It's like, all right, well, we can go to we can go there and play. So I feel like KD was like, I'm not going to the Knicks. They're just a disaster. And so that's, that was Kyrie's opportunity. Let's go over there. And now it's like, he's going where he wants to go. Like he's gonna, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I think he wants to go to every team in the NBA so everyone can hate him. <laughs> I think he wants everything. He wants to piss everything. Just leaving arenas burning. Is yeah, I, I think yeah. I think he's cool with being the villain kind of guy. Um, yeah. and then, but and that's a perfect that's thing to New York because <laughs> yeah, everyone hates the Knicks, and Knicks fans are gonna let you know when they're good. So oh, bro, imagine if he went to the Knicks and then the, when they played Trey in the Hawks. Oh, bro, that no. would be. Or insane. imagine when Greg buys a Knicks jersey. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> I already so, see it. I already know it's he, gonna happen. He, I want to see, I want to see Kyrie at the end of his career, like what he says after he retires, because I really do think he's going to be like, I went to every team and everywhere just couldn't accept me, and it's like really he just wants it's, everyone to hate him. It's so weird because I would have never thought Kyrie Irving would be a player that goes from team to team. He shouldn't be. He should be and on the same yeah, team. Yeah, he's, for his he's whole still career. like elite, you know, play wise. It's just, it's just. Uh, 
off the court stuff is kind of just weird for him. I don't know. I can see it a little bit from his perspective, though, if he gets drafted by Cleveland and he's kind of just stuck in Cleveland and then LeBron comes back and then now he's like the whole question that pissed him off from the beginning or in that one interview yeah. where they asked him like like LeBron being his father figure and he's like, no, I have, I have a dad. Like, it was just like, <laughs> you could tell Kyrie was like, all right, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm going to go do my own thing. And then he immediately gets traded to Boston. Like, he really wanted to go play in Boston. Like, I think I it's know. hard for I think it's hard for anybody playing with LeBron because there's a big spotlight on you. If you do anything bad, people blame you and not LeBron. And I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, Cleveland and Boston though, these are not the be all yeah. end all of diverse places here that Kyrie Irving's playing in. Like I'm sure yeah. he did not like playing Cleveland or Boston. No, yeah, that true. makes sense. The the problem is just he feeds into it so fucking much. Oh, he like does. He, he sparks it, and I. But I do. I get it. But it's not like other dudes haven't done it. Like so. But he's in Brooklyn. It should have worked out. It should have worked out. Bro. That that, like, that really I guess that that, that is where a fucking shot. If he got a fucking shot, they probably win the finals. Like that's insane. Why? Really hard in doesn't leave. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you What do you think would help? Kyrie regain his legacy, his, you know, his kind of just picture of himself. Do you think he should go to a team where he is the guy or do you think he should be, he should go to a team that he is the second guy? Are you asking that from the perspective of, so I'm asking for this perspective, like, no, like, so like, what do you think would help his legacy? Like say he went and played for the Knicks and maybe he doesn't want to chip, but he gets to the Eastern Conference finals or something and he's the Mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, or no, maybe, yeah, or maybe yeah. he goes to a team like just say the Mavericks, where he wouldn't be the alpha; it would be Luca. But he has a big role in that fucking. He's a and they want a ship, and they want a the, chip. The, the bar is so low for him. All he has to do is play a full fucking. Season. Yeah, I was gonna say like, like, both of these are wins. If I'm no, in Kyrie's no. corner and I'm telling him, I'm like, either option here is great, but here's what I need you to do. Play some play, fucking play, basketball. Play 70 <laughs> games. <laughs> can you just, yeah. like, play? Can you play? Play 70 games is a win for uh, Kyrie. You're making $38 million years, a year. Please just play basketball. In 10 years, he, he's missed 230 games in 10 years. That's, like, three full NBA There's seasons. a difference That's of being, insane. like, all right, rest or, like, not, you know, wanting to maybe not liking where you're at and doing it once every now and then. But like you're saying, he just does not play for four years. Like, Stephen A. Smith called him a professional and not working, and that is not a lie. Like, yeah. this, man, this man is legitimately, like, he just does not do his – he's not but, doing, He's not playing. That is a good question, Brandon, because I think, like, now you go, okay, the bar is so low. Maybe he set this all up. And he's like, hey, all right, now the second half of my career, I'm just going to ball out and act like I just grew up overnight. I don't think that's what he's going to do. But he could do that and save his whole career. But instead, I think he's going to keep doing this shit and piss people off. And I I, think that's what he thinks is his legacy. I feel like if Kyrie Irving came back and he played for the Knicks and he took them to like two or three 50-win seasons and they made it to the second or third round of the playoffs – like that is he's got a ring. He's already got the great one of the greatest shots, if not the greatest shot in NBA history. He's got that. It's like he already has all that locked up. And I don't think he cares about like winning more championships. I really don't is, we don't know what he cares about, but you know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem like the guy that's like feel like feeding to win championships. But I would say like he goes to New York, he went two seasons, he wins over fifty games, something like that, and has just a good end there. I think I think that would be good all around. Like that would be something that's like, it. That- that's a good point. He has to go to like a storied franchise with like diehard fans, and and he becomes like, like a cult hero there because it's not even like yeah. he did, they don't win a ship or anything. But there's like they were this hard seven game in the yeah. conference East Conference Finals out of nowhere like team, and they'll forget about all of his past shit and just ride for Kyrie for the rest of their fandom if he just rides for one team finally. But I think he'd rather just piss everybody off. I genuinely do. I, I'm, I'm going to say right now that I'm very interested to see where he goes. What are you going to say, Brandon? Yeah. I, I just um, – I think Knicks is easily the number one for him. Yeah. If, you had to, if you had to pick two more spots, that would be kind of a dream fit for Kyrie. Like, if I'm Kyrie's agent and I think this is best for him, what's a good place to go That right now roster-wise? I, I literally – well, I mean – I would say the Mavs oh. should be on that list. I mean, if he really is like, going to take shit serious and play, I mean, be, being a a thousand times, but I hate to even say it like in the same sense as Jalen Brunson, but like doing his role, but times a thousand, like, yeah. if, like my yeah, God, the Mavs would be planet. scary. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Though, like, Jalen Brunson, it's not close. Yeah. yeah. I have, I have three 
I have four teams on my list. Two of them are shocking. One of them would fit perfectly well, but it, I don't think it would ever happen. But one of them would be like a team like the the Timberwolves. Yeah. They're, you know, I thought Patrick yeah, Beverly was good, but I, I just think that would fill out a big <laughs> roster. But um, another one would be, in a weird way, I know it probably wouldn't happen with the Lakers. Yeah. I think that – I mean, if this is going to happen, that seems like they're going to be up there as a team in the talks. Like, I don't know. Well, that, like, was like the, that was like the top two teams, right? Like the two teams. Oh, that are I thought I saw I Hawks was the other one. I saw some stuff about the Hawks trying to get in on this. And I, I know – I think LeBron is trying to get him back and be like his, his guider or his guidance, like his mentor. His yeah. Back to the bottom right, figure rule. Yeah, I was about to say trying to be his dad. <laughs> it, be his dad it, would be, it would actually be dope if he went to, back to Cleveland and took that young-ass team to, like, the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be cool. That would actually be really cool. Um, it would be pretty cool if uh, the Suns could manage to get Chris Paul out and bring in Kyrie. Hey, that would actually be – I didn't even think about that, and I actually would like that. I feel like there's just no way they'd work. I feel like the whole point of, like, the Suns right now is that Chris Paul would be like, hey, you fucking baby, stop being little bitches and, and play some basketball. Because most of the time, fucking Aiden's playing video games and D-Book just fucking sits there and talks shit to the cameras. Half the time. I mean, yeah, but they also lost just because of Chris Paul for three games, three or four games. Like, he was, oh, yeah, he's just old. He's old, yeah. But they, they already have problems, bro. They hate Aiden. Monty Williams hates Aiden. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, that also, you just, like, get deeper, like, looking at it, like, Robert Sarver, Kyrie Irving. That's just that probably yeah. wouldn't go well either. I don't think I don't think you'd be having Phoenix. You'd probably find a way to get out of there too, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it's fun to talk about and think about. Especially it is fun. Yeah, it is fun I, to talk I, about. I, I do want to touch on because I was looking at the list. He's the number five free agent that could be available. But real quick, I just want to touch on these four: just Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, James Harden, and DeAndre Ayton are the top four. All of those could be available. Do y'all think they leave? And if so, what team? That's all we got to do. Right. Go, go, down, go, go down the first. Go down the list. Okay, Bradley Bill first. He has a player option. I'm going to say what they has a player option, so he can decide yeah. if he's going to opt into that player option or opt out. I don't know the amount. Um, it's like Bill, 40, Bill is weird. It's a lot. Bill is weird in the aspect of um, he cares about the city of Washington. So I, I just. And, I mean, it's cool to be, you know, uh, loyal to a city it's like that. It's just he's been there already for a while, and they literally haven't done anything. I would think he would might leave for, you know, maybe his legacy, personally. I think his legacy would help if he just left. But I think he's going to resign. Here's my only thing with him is that he – him staying is actually, to me, not going to be up to him because he has two choices, either opt out of his – um, opt out of his player option and sign a max extension, which would be like fucking $45 million a year. And at the end of it, like 51 mil or something the last year that turns into an actual Washington decision. Does Washington want to commit that much money to Bradley Beal? It really I does. Would. Now, of course, most, most cases you're like, yes, they would, but like, uh, where are they going here? Like, with yeah, the Porzingis and Bradley Beal are, are going somewhere? I mean, I don't know. That becomes a thing where, like, Washington's sitting there and probably hoping, like, he either opts back into that player option, maybe demands a trade halfway through the year. At least they have a little bit more control there. But they don't want to have to pay him a contract of 50 mil at the end of the year or at the end of it. Then all of a sudden he's demanding a trade two years into it. You know what I mean? Like They they don't seem like they're trying to win basketball games. They seem like they're trying to sell tickets. Like yeah. they just did the Russell Westbrook experiment. Now they're well, they do that and they're gonna they're gonna give him the max and just call it a day and be like, all right, we'll deal with this later. Like <laughs> we're gonna Bradley yeah. Beal back with Porzingis. Yeah, I don't think that would even be that bad. Didn't somebody in the in the Washington organization just come out and say Bradley Beal could just play point guard for us? Like, I think that's what they said the other day. I actually yesterday. think he's an so, underrated player, by the way. I, he's, he's, I, I I think he can be a really good player on a really good team. No, he's great. He's a, mean, he's what a do you star. Mean? Yeah, well, that was weird. Well, I mean, I guess because, like, their roster's been so bad. But I'm just saying, like, Bradley Beal is, like <laughs> – I, I think Bradley Beal is, like, a legitimate I, great player. He's, I don't he, think he's a point guard. I don't think he's a top guard, five reason right now. I mean, yeah, look, he's, he's fucking star. free agents, though, talk. Miles Bridges is number six. Like, I mean, Miles Bridges is nice, but come on now. What are we talking about here? I mean, okay. yeah, I don't know. I think Aiton is one that I'm like, I have no clue where he fucking goes. I'd imagine he's – all of these guys I want to just say stay because that just seems like the easiest thing to do. James Harden staying because uh, the only team on the fucking planet that's going to give him a four- or five-year deal is Philly because that's just what they have to do, yeah. I, in my opinion. Uh, Zach Levine yeah. is the one that – Zach Levine's leaving, I, in my opinion. I think Zach Levine's leaving. 
He's the only one that doesn't have a player option, by the way. He is an actual free agent. All these other players can opt in. Are they going to swap Washington and Chicago? Going to swap Levine and Beal? But that's the biggest thing is because there's a lot of sign and trade things that could happen with Zach Levine for like somebody like James Harden. Like if James Harden really wanted to go somewhere on his own, get his own team again and do this whole thing. I feel kind of weird about – I've I've been feeling kind of weird about the rumors with the Knicks and Brunson. Yeah. I I don't think it's going to – I mean, he's. Yeah, I always think. I always think there's a saying. chance. I always think there's a chance. I just the Mavs do not try to leak anything. Now, yes, Cuban will be like, "Yo, yeah, we're gonna pay Brunson. Yeah, we'll pay him whatever." Okay, I don't care what Cuban says, but the Knicks having Brunson's dad on the coaching staff that scares me. I don't care what any anybody else says. Oh, whatever. Uh, you know, he didn't go to whatever his college. He went to Villanova and did his own legacy. Whatever. I, that scares me. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just don't know what you get. Like, what are you going to see? If well, you so ba- basically what I'm, what I'm saying is it scares me that we might lose Brunson. But what doesn't scare me is that you can get better at that position this offseason with the people that are out there. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Mavericks would immediately go aggressive if Brunson goes to the Knicks. Yeah, I, I I could see that. I think that top five right here, like this is a this is a top five that we will definitely be doing another podcast once free agency starts because there's going to be some crazy trades. There's always all these rumors going into the draft. Night. Yeah, there's all these rumors that go into the draft night. There always is the rumors. Like, oh, there's going to be a lot of trades. I really think that there's actually going to be a lot of trades this draft yeah. night. Um, there's a lot of teams. There, that's five huge players on basically expirings that are all either like up in the air. What do the teams want to do? I mean, fuck a team like the thunder could be like, Hey, yeah, we'll take them on a 30, 30 minute. But you gotta give us three first round picks or two first round picks. We'll just eat the fact that they're going to leave us. And now Sam Presley, like, but then all of a sudden Bradley Beal's on the thunder for a year. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just I, like, it's going to be wild. I think I could see that. I could under uh, Bradley Beal in the thunder uniform makes sense. Well, I could then see all of a sudden Bradley you're looking at a team with SGA, uh, Josh Giddy, yeah. Bradley Beal. Like, it's not terrible. Like, I like the thunder, dude. It's not a terrible team. Uh, uh, where's Westbrook going? Bro, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's going to be Laker, bro. No, but who's taking Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Bro, that's all Laker. By the way, that's all like Laker shit getting leaked and LeBron clutch shit yeah. getting leaked. When they're leaking out the – like, did you see this Ma- Malcolm Brogdon trade offer where SI leaks? They're like, nah, Lakers I, were in I, discussions for uh, Russell Westbrook for Malcolm Brogdon. The Pacers said no. It's like, yeah, that discussion, you want to know what that was? That was them making a phone call and the Pacers GM laughing and hanging up the fucking phone. Yeah. And that was the discussion they had. Hey, we, uh, we haven't talked about one big free agent. That is a big name, DeAndre Ayton. Because I don't know what he does. I really don't. Phoenix. I don't know what he, he doesn't does. Seem to, uh, he, he wants to play video games. He's probably going to stream GTA Gordon all day. Hayward, though. Gordon Hayward was pissed off at Utah and they didn't give him that max. And that's why he did. They like, yeah. didn't match the offer. Like DeAndre Aiden, same situation. Dream. Go? Yeah, I was going like, to say, what's the dream scenario for Aiden? And then what's the team? Well, no, what's the, I don't want him in Dallas. I'd take his ass in a heart. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Aiden. He plays like a little, he plays like a guy that's 6'8. He plays like a guy Kevin Looney would bully. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, thank God <laughs> we didn't get to see that series because that would have been a sweepy <laughs> sweep. Yeah, that would have sucked. Um, I don't know. Chris Paul was already worn down. (laughs) Like, Curry would have just been like, yeah, let me take a one-on-one. I could see Aiden in a Knicks uniform. Yeah. Kyrie. I don't know why. But they're going to sign. Actually, they're they're about to pay Mitchell Robinson. They're paying Mitchell Robinson like $20 a year. I can see that. So, I don't know. Uh, Hey, I'm excited for draft night. When's the draft? Thursday, like, Thursday, draft yeah, Thursday. Yeah. I feel like we'll uh we'll come back with another episode, recap the draft. Um, draft's a little tough. First. I'm not gonna lie, I don't have like a great opinion on the players yet. Who do y'all think goes first? Because go ahead, y'all pick. Uh, y'all go first, and I'll go. I, I, All right. I think I think it's I think Chet's gonna end up going first. Oh I God. don't. I, I I think if I was drafting, I would take Van Carroll first. Me too. Uh, me too. All right, so. I think Jamari Smith's a little in a, in a weird in a weird way. I think Chet is no. gonna be the best player out of this three. Not out of the draft, the but out of the best potential. three. I am getting weird vibes from Paulo Banchero. I've been high on Paulo Banchero the whole time. And I'm 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 getting um what you call it vibes. Uh Anthony Bennett. No. God. 
fuck? Uh, <laughs> it was the guy that went to the Bulls. Patrick Walker. Patrick Walker. Or Walt Williams. Yeah, Patrick Williams. He was a boss. Yeah, Jabari Parker. Oh. Uh, Jabari oh, Parker. You know no, no, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't hate uh, that comparison. What I, was Jabari I, I, Parker drafted? Top five? Yeah, two, I think it was two, two or one. I think, I think two, two after Wiggins, right? Wiggins, yeah, I think it was Wiggins and him, yeah. Uh, that's just the vibe I'm getting. I'm not. I I, I still think Paulo Benchero is the most NBA ready. It's just I hate when people say NBA ready. It just makes me feel like their ceiling isn't high. I th- I thought that, that about Jason sense. Tatum. I said that about no. Jason it makes Tatum. sense. Said, it makes sense. I said I was like Jason Tatum is the most NBA ready, but I didn't think he had the most potential out of that class. But now look, I'm gonna do to be. So I don't know. I I understand what you're saying. But you thought Tatum was the most NBA ready. Out of that class, yes, absolutely. Man, I thought Lonzo was. No, Lonzo couldn't fucking shoot. And it was obvious. Yeah, but I thought NBA ready wise, like IQ wise, I, I mean, he is IQ wise there. I mean, if you can't he shoot, just, I don't think you're NBA ready. Like, if he you can't shoot, that's Lonzo can shoot now. Oh, shit. Lonzo, Lonzo can shoot like now. Lonzo, it took him a second. Yeah, it did. It, it, did, did. Yeah, it did. Hey, and that's why I kind of thought Cade. I was like, Cade might not be NBA ready off the bat because Cade. his shot was tough. But after about halfway through the season, yeah, he came the fuck on. He's he's gonna be MVP one day. No, he's fucking. We're not. We're not surprised about Cade though, right? No, 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 no. We knew Cade was the best player in the draft. I thought it's weird that he didn't win Rookie of the Year. Okay, so I know we don't need to touch this like crazy, but like I really thought, like if you go look at at the end of the year, which rookie was better? To me, Cade Cunningham was the best rookie in this draft at the end of the season. Like when you're watching it through, yeah. through the whole season, he was the best player. His team was fucking terrible. Don't, like, all right, yeah, Scotty Barnes is good. Don't don't get me wrong. I thought Scotty Barnes just tried hard. He was on a winning team. Hey, like it's all right. Yeah. The, the last like five weeks of the season, Cade Cunningham. I remember I watching there was a Mavs game where. He guarded Luca so goddamn hard, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And he was talking shit too. Uh, he's got it. He's, no, he's he, gonna I got it. Cade is good. Cade is going to be on defense. All defensive teams. You know who I actually think is. So, I think Jabari Smith is overrated as far as where he's being drafted, but I think he's going to be really good in the NBA. I just feel like he's going to be more of like a spot up shooter rather than like a full blown scorer like Bancaro or like Ivy or um, uh, what's his name is going to be. Uh, I feel like he's closer to AJ Griffin than he is to like the number one pick in the draft. That was the guy I was going to bring up was uh, was Jaden Ivey. Like I, I did not watch enough of that guy. I'm looking at this rankings right now, and he's number two on it. Do y'all really? Do y'all think that guy's going to be cold? No, I, I said, I, I said, I, I said, know. I think he's he has a high chance of being a bust. Um, I think he has a high ceiling. On, yeah, so I, I think the ceiling's one of the highest. Like I think there's a chance he could be the best player in this draft. I think the downfall of him, I, I don't think his shot's ever going to be there consistently for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but his athleticism's there. Um, play, I, I think he's a playmaker. Uh, I know he's not a great passer, but um, but the two games where I watched him a lot was the Texas game in the March Madness tournament. And then I think the game after, he didn't do anything in the first half. Yeah. And then in the second half, he hit some, I thought, some lucky threes. I know he got to the rim a little bit more, but I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to judge in college because college is the worst way to play basketball. And look at the, look at his team. He was playing with, like, three seven-footer, like, monsters. Like, it, it was not built for his type, for NBA basketball or him yeah. at all. Yeah, like, in, the, in college, you can just stay in the paint the whole fucking time. There's no fucking three seconds right. pretty much, so – he is out of control. He takes these crazy ass like thirty foot three pointers and just bricks the shit out of them. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you are too good of a player to be doing that. You know who I really like though? Keegan Murray, the dude from Iowa. He's going to be a monster in the league. He is a freak. But he might not yeah. even go till six or seven. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. he's like lower. Yeah, lower towards the ten, tenth pick. I mean, and then the dude from Duke, AJ Griffin. He's a he can shoot like he's the best shooter in the draft. He's going to be cold in the NBA. I just hope to God Orlando, look, I, everybody, all right, Chet Holmgren might end up being fucking unbelievable, but Orlando Magic do not need to draft another big man. No. I, I would like, say go get Ben Carroll. We'd still say Yeah, just dead. get somebody who can, who's a ball handler, a kind of a freak, like 6'9", six, 6'10", six, ball handler that can pass. Like, just get somebody that can run an offense, please. Orlando, I'm begging you. Orlando needs to stop drafting six foot things. 
It's uh, kind of getting out of control. That entire team. Okay, take the, take Ivy. Take somebody who can score for the love of God. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. I, no I agree. Don't take Ivy. You got to fucking get on this draft. Orlando's set up for for building a team. They got Wagner. They got a uh, uh, Suggs. Yeah, no, they got a solid squad. I like. Uh, either I like. I like Nikola Jovic. Oh yeah, Nikola the dude. Jovic. Yeah, the I Serbian dude. He's nasty, bro. Yeah, he looks pretty good. <laughs> He's like a seven foot four. Guaranteed, guaranteed San Antonio Spur, Denver Nugget, guaranteed. It would be so funny if he went to the Nuggets. It would be so funny if he went to the Nuggets. Bro, because he has under the same name. Yeah, no, he's like oh, hey, the athletic. I got the athletic mock draft that they dropped today. Nikola Jovic. 28th pick in the draft. What? Golden State Warriors play. No way. <laughs> they don't sucks. play with me. I'll buy a uh-huh. jersey immediately. No, he's going to be Never mind. He's going to be butt. Hey, yo. That's live. Uh, he wants to I, win a ship. Okay, uh, I see. I'm, I'm, that's the guy I'm rooting for. That's the guy I'm going to keep my eye on. That's the guy I'm rooting for. The Serbian guy. I can't it, it was a, all of a sudden Twitter. I had a bunch of like random ass, like low quality videos popping up, and it was just him every time. And I was dying, bro. Is he, he built like, like Jokic? Tall. Is he like a big ass dude, or isn't he big? Is he like seven foot? I think he is big. Uh, he's like a point guard. Oh, that's live. Yeah, he's future word. Six eleven, eighteen years old. Yeah, so he's six ten, two ten. Yeah. Um, I the one I'm reading right now. Uh, he's going to the Spurs. Yeah, me too. 25th. 20, yeah. Look, I can't wait for the draft. I know we can't. It was yeah, the draft is Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. So we may have to do like a quick recap pod if we have time, or we can show we can record next week again, obviously. Hey, hey, hey. I think a lot of stuff happens uh, on yeah. Thursday. If some crazy trades go down, we will be recording again, obviously. Um, we I, will I have to get that happens. out. Um, hopefully, you know, it's uh, some sort of. I don't know, Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, something like that. Get y'all excited, obviously, for next year. Uh, but, hey, it was, it was a good season. I do want to shout out something real quick. We did just have an interview, uh, Bad Talk Podcast, with Taylor Polidor from Snowfall. Everybody go listen to that. Check that out. It's on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter. Uh, I want to say it's on the Instagram. Um, but go check that out. Hell of an interview with a little bit of a podcast after about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes tops. Um, like I said, we're going to be recording again more often. Our schedule is just we're all over the place. I feel like we, 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 we're all over the place moving and shit. Um, we're about but, to get more consistent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll get more consistent. We'll hit some dra- after the draft talk. We got free agency. And then we as it, football training camp will be starting before we even fucking. Yeah, I, I think we'll drop a fantasy football uh, pod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's 100%. so much work. That's so 100%. much work. Like I've been in. Not for me. That's easy. For- I, bro, I've I'm been in champ. basketball mode for months. I've been in basketball mode for months. Like, getting, gearing back into football is so hard. It's so much I'm not going to lie. When you're uh, a guy that just goes to the Super Bowl every year, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't yeah, give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely hit that. We'll recap the draft. It's good to be back, boys. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. Right. Oh, thank you.